Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Lola McGrath is sort of a catch-up. I've been doing it in the six months since the Butch vs. Gore wrestling event that I attended in Washington, D.C. This is not a plug for any live wrestling events because uh, Lola is not an evil person that wants you to catch coronavirus by going to an indie wrestling show. Um, that's not a knock on indie wrestling. I love indie wrestling. I love events. I love events and breweries especially. Unfortunately, this disease is still going and destroying uh, livelihoods. And that's why we have a Patreon account. Please consider donating. Go to youmethemeverybody.com. It's in this podcast description. It's on our About page. It's in every single podcast description pretty much since coronavirus hit and things have drastically changed. Lolo's great. Uh, Lolo's next show is October 29th. Paris is bumping. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later, actually, closer to October 29th. Without further ado, Lolo McGrath. I'll start like I start with everyone. How has your COVID decade been? Oh, man. Okay. So I moved to Chicago a year ago. So mm-hmm. I got like a solid six months of fun before COVID kicked in. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a just a, a real wonderful six months of being indoors and, and not being able to do anything. Um, it could yeah. be worse. It could always be worse. I think, uh, I think, I think I've managed to, to handle this a lot better than I, I might've been able to handle it if I was back in DC, to be honest. So, so you're glad you're in Chicago and not in Washington, DC. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of reasons, like, you know, I was bartending in DC, uh, that would have obviously been, been pretty, pretty hard and pretty fucked, but I nanny in Chicago and that is a job that um is is definitely in demand more That's so true. Even now. So Do you okay so uh, where reason. in Chicago are you as of right now? I'm in North Center. Okay. Yeah. Uh for those of you that don't know, North Center is cute and yeah. it's very it's residential. It's like the idyllic Chicago neighborhood in the autumn. Well, I just moved I moved out of Logan Square mm-hmm. and um I, that's when I realized I was I was I was getting older. Like I'm 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 too old for Logan Square. <laughs> so that's the thing about Logan Square. You're either you're too something at this point because you're not. No offense, you're not 21. You're so you're not that age. But also, you don't have like two kids and the money to afford a, a very expensive condo. Mm-hmm. So you're in that so, middle ground. Uh, Logan Logan was fine. You know it's. We were fist pumping because the rent was so cheap where we were, but mm-hmm. you know, also the water gave out all the time. So, yeah. you know, it's a, uh, you take what you can get. I mean, the first place I lived, the landlord sold the building out from under us. So yeah. that was me. That, that happens. Yeah. Cool stuff. Fun and things. you're, so you're living in North Center, which mm-hmm. is a great neighborhood, but we're still in the time of COVID and you're in an apartment. How is that? How is negotiating? Uh, stairwells, uh, entryway, stuff like that. So it's the weirdest thing. There are at least 36 units in this condo just based on mailboxes. Mm-hmm. And I think I've seen another person three times in the wow. past. Weeks. Yeah. And there's two entrances. I don't know if that makes a difference, but yeah, I don't, I don't really see, uh, I don't see anybody. Now the people across the way, there's some young, younger folks and I feel like such a curmudgeon now, but in the, the complex across the way, we're just always having these fucking parties all the time. Really? Yeah. And they're like, they're not like, it's not even the kind of party where you look outside the window and you get this kind of romantic feeling of like, Oh, that looks fun. That looks nice. No, I'm looking out the window and I'm like, you guys are gross. Okay. But you're saying gross, but you're working as a nanny. 
I have a kid. Yeah. All kids are, are gross. <laughs> like it, it, the likelihood of them giving COVID is super low, but the, the likelihood of them giving it to you is not low. Do you feel safe right now working with children? Um, actually, the transmission rate from children to adults, uh, children are the least likely to be vectors. They are rarely the first point of, um, of, of disease contact that adults are having because um, they don't have big social circles and they mm -hmm. can't they can't go pick up something at the 7-Eleven and not wear a mask. So um, all my I, I work with with quite a few families and we had to sign a contract at the very beginning that I helped put together. That's basically like, listen, you're going to adhere to these expectations in, in terms of being safe or your nanny slash homeschool teacher is sick and you're shit out of luck. Yeah. So, you know, the choice is yours. <laughs> yeah. So where exactly are you working right now? I'm out in Oak Park. Which oh, is really? really? I mean, it's a suburb to end all suburbs, man. It's it's lovely. And uh, yeah, it's I, I'm very I'm very jealous of of a lot of those houses. But, so you know. I uh, went to high school in Oak Park. I'm very I used to live in Oak Park for a while in high school. And so I'm very familiar with Oak Park. Um, it is similar to North Center, except it's technically a suburb. Um, do you like working out there? I love it because I went from, so the family who, who hosts all my homeschool kids, um, they just moved out there a few days ago. And before they were also in Logan Square in a, they're, they're the top floor in a condo and mm -hmm. navigating life with a small child in a condo building that, you know, doesn't have ample outdoor space. And you also have to go down three fucking yeah. flights of stairs just to get fresh air. Um, I mean, this is great. I open up the back door and there's like a whole jungle back there um, mm -hmm. at, at this new place. So, yeah, I mean, it's a commute. But, you know, if I can sit if I can sit in a car for 30 minutes and blast the AC and listen to music, I uh, I'll, I'll take the commute. I don't care. Are you happy that you have a car right now? I'm so happy I have a yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. I um and that's that's a pretty recent acquisition too just cuz otherwise I don't know how I would be getting out there. So Yeah. And the uh, the families I work with were were really great in helping me out, but yeah, you know, I hear and I used to be one of these people, the folks who are like, "Man, living in the city without a car, that's the way to be. That's the way to live. Mm -hmm. Like it's so good." But I mean, man, you know, you have a kid now. Yeah. Like, no no <laughs> the practicality of going to a doctor's appointment no yeah you, you that's actually why we got a car was it going yeah, to the pediatrician exactly. or not because our kid was born early so there was a lot of scare so like most people go to the doctors or pediatricians once every like month or something we'd be there like every week mm -hmm. and just doing the like uber math on that within like no. a month it was like oh it's cheaper to buy a new car like that's how much yeah. we're spending on ubers and you, it's, you have the freedom to just get out and go when you need to because it's, you know, it's really funny. There are so many, and I noticed this when I was teaching preschool in D.C., um, the likelihood that parents bring their children to the emergency room now just mm -hmm. seems so high. I don't, I never set foot in an emergency room as a child because, one, I was lucky enough that I, I never had to, but you didn't want to go to the emergency room. You've got to sit there for hours and it sucks. Yeah. We've been lucky not, thus far that he hasn't way. been, he hasn't had to go. I, by this point had already gone multiple times when I was a kid, but it was like fun accident stuff. Like, yeah, we're putting like uh, rocks in your ears and stuff. Sort of like that. I wasn't putting rocks in your ears. It was more like just getting fall, falling down hard <laughs> and hitting myself in the face hard. I, um, 
the only the only time I was that I had a rock injury was some kid put a rock in his boxing glove and, and and fought dirty and just knocked me cold like I was out but I didn't go to the hospital or anything I just I learned a valuable lesson that uh, older brothers are not going to like sanction boxing matches correctly. Speaking of matches, <laughs> you're involved in professional wrestling. I am. I'm still. I'm still after all this time and all this bullshit of 2020 involved in professional wrestling, whether I like it or not. I was. I was told when I first got into the industry properly that um, I was. I was making a choice that would ruin my life, and I mean. It's half true, but I told uh, you that. But you told, I, you, know, you told me that. Wrestlers told me that. Like, it, it's not like there was like one mysterious person smoking a cigarette in a corner who told me this. Everyone's like, "Dude, this shit sucks." Like the people, <laughs> are, <laughs> the people are terrible. Like people are having like hot political takes after getting hit in the head for a living. Like there's, there's just it's it's such a cesspool, and they're right, but. <laughs> And uh, if you can find like your your good corner of the cesspool, if that if those exist, I don't know, then it's fine. It's like anything else in life. Yes, it's, it's good. Like there's everything. bad. The yeah. difference is, I can't think of an art form that is more crowd dependent than yeah. professional wrestling. That's um, and that that's something that that the industry is well. I can't really say that the industry is adapting very well because the push, and I talk a lot of shit about this because it, it pisses me off, but the, the push with both mainstream wrestling in terms of like the bigger leagues and then uh, the bigger indie companies, mm -hmm. they want to run live shows. They are finding states and areas where they can find the most lax rules and they're bringing people in and they're running shows. And sometimes you might see a picture pop up and yeah, it's a full house and you're just like, okay, well that's just a germ farm yeah. in there. And then there's somewhere everyone is wearing masks, but everyone's sitting six feet apart. And I, I, I don't think for me as much as I love wrestling, I would not enjoy that. That does not look like fun to me. It's not fun. There's um, one, there's only one way that I think you could enjoy it and it would make sense in terms of storyline. And that's to get everyone, like N95s, but more importantly, make everyone wear a gas mask. Hell yeah. See, that's a great aesthetic. But the problem with that is like, as soon as one person's like, well, I need to have a beer, it's over. <laughs> like, you need, <laughs> so that's oh, not going to happen. I just, I'm trying to think of like the only way to make it look intentionally good is something that is impossible to do. I mean, the, the amount of people, because during WrestleMania week, You've got WWE there, but all the indies descend on whatever town it's mm -hmm. in to run their shows. And it's it was pretty wild seeing how many people waited until the 11th hour to pull their shows. And, and well, to be fair to a lot of these people, at, at that point in the pandemic, hotels were not refunding deposits. Oh, yeah. So no, it was fucked. Like StarCast or yeah. somebody. There was supposed to be a, a, a pretty major convention at, at a hotel in Tampa, and the, the hotel completely fucked this company over like but it's it was i think they all reversed course and everyone got their deposit back or it was extended or whatever so i, I think six months later that was solved but you're 100 right everything that shouldn't be going on like everything else seems mm -hmm. to be going on um one of the reasons i brought that up is you were one of the last people i saw before the global pandemic affected dc i saw you on saturday march 7th yep that was the that was it. Me and Billy Dixon, mm -hmm. uh, we took we shook the monkey's paw and we ended the world on accident. Like that was it. Three days later, um, 
three days later, that's when when Mayor Bowser put a ban on events over 250 mm-hmm. people. It was and a I great remember, event. It was, it, was, it was a blast. And I'm haunted by this one moment because, I mean, we made jokes like, eh, don't shake hands. I tried not to shake hands. But people are all over each other. It was it's a also a professional wrestling event at a brewery. People were banging in the bathroom at one point. Um, that was the biggest takeaway. Do you There's... want to talk about the theme of the event? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, so, so the show that that Billy Dixon and I ran was called Butch versus Gore, which you know it took a it took a lot of people to understand the joke. Um, it took people a lot longer than I thought, but <laughs> in, especially in DC, I'm like fuck. But yeah, so Butch versus Gore was um. It, it, that was our baby. Um, there are so many amazing queer wrestlers mm-hmm. in the scene. And, you know, it's it's not just a matter of wanting to throw people a bone and be like, oh, yeah, you know, we need to fill up our quota of queer people on our shows. Like, no, there are people who, uh, who wrestle who are queer who have to, to bust ass in a way that uh, some of their peers might not have had to. So there's a huge huge pool of talent and we wanted to make a show where we brought in as many of those people as we possibly could and even then there were still so many mm-hmm. that, that was like the some of the midwest and the east coast and who was the uh main event who was the main event it was effie yes and Faye, and and effie was defending the 51st state title that's right and he now, won but just barely now effie um reminds me of COVID every time I think of COVID too, because Effie was scheduled (laughs) to compete in Arizona. I think like the next weekend. And my friend was there for both indie wrestling and spring training and spring training was canceled, but they did the indie show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. It's a, it's truly a a carny business. (laughs) Um, It's yeah, it's fucking rough, but you know, some really cool shit that's come out of, the you know out of necessity mm-hmm. with covid is a lot of the smaller indie companies and producers you know that's the circle that i work with um have been putting together really fun cinematic shows mm-hmm. that you know they're filmed in advance um and you know there's there and i will say there's no way to do this 100 percent safely I can have an event where all the wrestlers have to submit their covid tests they can promise me up and down that they quarantine for two weeks you still don't know. You of know, course, of course. You're pumping gas on the way to the event, but mm-hmm. it's in terms of, of people still being able to work, get a payday, get their names out there, and put together a product that, you know, these the cinematic matches, a lot of them are, some of them are, a lot of them are based in comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, some are more serious, but, you know, there's a there's a level of kitsch to it that, you know, even as, as corny as, as pro wrestling can get, there's a, there's just like an extra layer of something really fun to this. So yeah. um, it's a it's it's I'm hoping it's a it's a good way to pull in more first time viewers because that's what that's what our mission was from the start in in putting stuff together in DC, especially with Butch versus Gore, was packing the house with you know plenty of wrestling fans, mm-hmm. but also a lot of people who just wanted to go see some some sweaty bodies bump up against each other. Now yeah, people like, could see sweaty bodies bump up against each other, but they had to do it from their from their streaming device this weekend. I mean, there's so much happening this weekend. What what's what what are you referring to? What are this? you involved in this weekend? Oh, I don't have anything coming up this weekend. Okay, I apologize. 
Yeah, no, no, no worries. Um, there's some filming that starts this weekend. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, no worries. No, but so so Billy Dixon and I, Billy, for you know, folks who who don't know, is he's an incredible wrestler. He's an even better producer. Um, he's 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 a he he even says he's like I wanna I wanna be a booker. I wanna produce. He's a he's a creative. He is really good at taking a vision and giving his whole read on what he wants it to look like. I'm pretty good at figuring out the operations for that and keeping us within a budget. So okay. we decided we wanted to combine our powers again after Butch versus Gore and work on his his dream project, which was supposed to be a live event on Juneteenth that obviously was not able to happen. Mm-hmm. Also in the DC area called Paris is Bumping, which is a take on Paris is Burning, a uh, super, you know, if, if you're listening to the show and you don't know what it is, I have questions. But um, <laughs> I do more. The only thing I talk about more than wrestling is drag race. So, uh, everyone knows. So he, he had this vision for a show that would have ringless matches that would have Vogue, that would have all sorts of elements of, of ball culture. And he wanted to put it in, in one event with judges and just, he he had such a cool vision for it. And, you know, every single month we're, we're checking in like, is this is this gonna happen? Is it gonna mm-hmm. happen now? Is it gonna happen later? Because I know people who are trying to book things for next year. There are no guarantees. Don't of course, of course. Don't, don't just don't. But you say of course. You say of course. But a lot of folks uh, do not do not share that sentiment. So yeah, but it doesn't matter what I think because there are people that will go out to those shows. No, you're right. You're right. It's a lot. I try not to think about it too much, but. What are you gonna do? So not go to the show. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm gonna go home and, and cross my arms and tap my feet and just wait for shit to blow over. But um, no, being able to we're, we're doing Paris's bumping, we're pre-filming our matches and putting together something that is going to premiere on October 29th. Okay. So Thursday night, right before Halloween. And we, we're, we're pulling people from the wrestling world who do a lot of streaming, live podcasting stuff too, to do live commentary, to do a pre-show and a post-show. So it's, it's, it's so hard to put all of this in so many words because there, there's just so much going on for this event. I'm not calling it a wrestling show. I am calling it an event because we're trying to, we're trying to marry film stuff with a live experience from I'm so tired of using this phrase, but from the comfort of people's couches, mm-hmm. because it's it's something, you know. And we we have a we have a golden opportunity here to do something really fun, and just do the next best thing, and hopefully get keep keep the hype machine that started with Butch versus Gore going, and and continue that momentum. And if it means we are indefinitely putting together these these filmed multimedia event style shows, then so be it. That's, that's fine. I know that people are going to watch it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make the plug for, for independent wrestling.tv. They stream, they stream everything that that's worth watching, uh, in my opinion. And yeah, indie independent wrestling.tv will be hosting Paris is bumping at 10 o'clock on Thursday, October 29th. So I'm excited. It's the closest I'm going to get to a Halloween party. Are you depressed right now? Am I depressed? No, I'm actually doing way better than I've ever been doing ever. I don't really. I yeah, um, I take Wellbutrin. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's my joke answer, but also, 
yeah, it's true. If you if you if you need to get on meds, get on meds. But no, um, I work well and feel productive under pressure. Okay. So seven yeah. months of constant unrelenting pressure that I can't procrastinate and dodge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I was nannying before the summer and now I have I have four families and I have a kid from each and we're doing a homeschool pod together and it's a fucking blast. Um, I'm having I'm having so much fun, but it's it's hard it's hard seeing so many friends especially back in DC have such a bad time because it's I don't know it's it's such a feeling of helplessness but yeah I I had a few I had a few months in the beginning I think like a lot of people where I was just like fuck dude I uh I I don't want to emotionally invest in anything I don't want to watch wrestling I don't want to listen to music I don't want to feel anything because yeah you know I talked to people and my question was never how are you it was how's your hellscape today um I love that you're like, I've never been better than ever. And you just close with, I don't want to feel anything. Well, that that was then. This is now. Oh, okay. I'm feeling in abundance. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, and part of it too, having the pressure of producing live shows taken off my shoulder kind of helps. I, I'm not... I'm not worrying every every month about making a flight back to DC mm-hmm. and doing the 24 hours. And I miss that. I would be doing it if it were possible. But um, yeah, I've, I've kind of been forced to slow the fuck down and take in my surroundings here in Chicago. Because before it, it was so easy. I used to joke and say that I live action role play as a DC resident because mm-hmm. all of my shit was still based in DC. But um, no, this is this has forced me to to be a lot more conscientious of where where I am now, as as crunchy as that sounds. But yeah, no, I'm a I, I'm someone who's pretty. It's it's pretty easy to get me get me pretty depressed and, and fuck me up in many ways. But now I don't know the uh, the pressure cooker made some pretty good chili. I, I'm <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah, thank you. I really I appreciate that. Um, yeah, just, uh, just, yeah, I don't know. It's good. Are you watching the product? Are you watching AEW? Are you watching WWE? I'm watching those things when I have a reason to. So if I find out that someone I care about or someone I've worked with professionally is doing like, you know, for instance, uh, on Wednesday nights, there's the dark matches on AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people I know who have gotten amazing opportunities with that. Um, friends of mine work for AEW. So if I know that there's something going on with them, of course, I I like to tune in. But um, in terms of watching things live, you know, we're not the only group, me me and Billy aren't the only people who are doing that kind of live multimedia Mm -hmm. event. Um, Fight Club, who is also based in DC, they are a black owned, owned black run professional wrestling promotion who are dear friends of mine they're so fucking cool and uncanny attractions up in new york city who is also a like very very heavy on on bringing in queer talent um they're they're guys i really look up to so you know they they're still doing their their live events sometimes and of course you know pre-filmed and whatnot 
and I, I see the live tweeting and I, I want to engage in it and I want to watch it when it premieres. But um, no, it's something I, I usually watch a few days later on my own own time. Cause that's so you do watch it still? I watch it. I just, um, I, I engage with it very much on my own terms because it's Got hard. It. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to see, like, not people being successful, obviously, but it's hard to see what you could be doing at that very moment if not for... I don't know. I'm just gesturing broadly. The fuck all. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely I, I engage with the product, but not, okay. not the same way that I used to. Okay. Um, can we talk about DC for a second? Yeah, let's talk about DC. Did you see what happened today? Which which the U oh, Street which, stuff? The Hilton brothers pulling out of pretty yeah, much everything. I, I did see. I did see that. Um, the bar I'm I'm saddest about is definitely American Ice Company. Yeah. I have been just a real messy mess and a half there on, on many of a, a fun occasion. And, um, yeah, I, I read the news and I chose not to think about it. And then I read it again and then I did choose to think about it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have words. I wish I had a, I wish I had a smart take. No, I'm not asking. I'm just, I want to know no. how you feel because you used to work at DC nine for so many years and you were a big part of that place. And, DC9 is not a Hilton Brothers establishment. In no way am I saying that. But it is fair to There's think that like there. multiple bars make up a neighborhood. And when that many all of a sudden go away, how will this affect exactly. the livelihood of that neighborhood? Exactly. No, that's that's absolutely something. But, I mean, you, you know this. The the network, uh, the, the, the brotherhood of bartenders that mm-hmm. exists in D.C. is a really strong one. So, you know, I might... I wouldn't call myself a fan of the Hilton brothers themselves, but when I have friends who have worked in some of these establishments for, you know, approaching like in, in a few cases, like almost a decade, um, it's fucking terrible. It's uh, it's really scary. I wonder what kind of DC I'm going to come back to when I finally have the opportunity to, cause that's been the worst part. Um, Chicago is a wonderful city, but being not not being able to go to the place that I consider like my true home is uh it's it's really shitty to watch this stuff happen from afar and know all the gory details. So that's my happy thought. I uh, so we're uh, like pretty much the opposite. Like I feel like Chicago's my <laughs> home, and I wish I was there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I there was something that. I don't, maybe it was you. I don't think it was you because this doesn't seem like something you'd say. But I remember the first time I visited Chicago and I came back and I was bartending. I was talking to a guest who said that every time he goes to Chicago, he could feel his asshole unclench. <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, my shoulders dropped in Chicago. Like I stopped having a bitchy look on my face all the time because I don't have resting bitch face. I have active bitch face. Got it it's intentional um so yeah it's uh yeah you know we, we can do a we'll do an exchange at some point when that's allowed i don't even know have you taken any road trips i went to my partner and i went to a cabin in wisconsin for three days and it was fantastic did you feel and- safe yeah, because we it was an, an hour outside the city, so we didn't even have to stop for gas. That's we awesome. Brought, we brought all of our own food because I don't think I was going to find anything vegan in Wisconsin, anyways. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, no, it was it was it was fantastic just to 
get the fuck away from everything. Um, yeah. Right as that sounds, but you know, nature doesn't give a fuck about COVID. That's for sure. Um, don't go to through Indiana. No, I, I make an active choice not to go through Indiana on a regular basis. Anyways, that's where a lot of shows are being run because yeah, that sounds right. Indiana. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. Um, I'm glad that you're doing well. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I would love to check in with you uh, after October 29th for obvious. Sorry, October. Yeah, on, after October 29th for obvious reasons. That sounds great. I I'm sure I'll have a lot to talk about because this is it's my my first time getting back in the saddle, what have you, uh, and and helping. So you know, to to be very clear, Billy Billy is is the the everything, and I'm assistant producing. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I'll be so happy if we pull this thing off and it's just as fun and gets just as much positive attention as Butch versus Gore does. So yeah, I'll, I'm sure I'll have a lot to talk about because yeah, I haven't, I haven't run a show from a distance at this point. 